0: as health and wellness providers we know that better patient outcomes require a whole person multidisciplinary approach that we just can't provide on our own that's why i've started the wellness center creators podcast i'll be bringing you interviews with experts tips tricks secrets, resources, systems, and solutions so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel and creating your wellness center won't feel like starting over. When it comes to getting started with a new practice management software, the team at Jane understands it can be daunting to make the switch. That's why they've made the onboarding process a smooth and enjoyable one, no matter where you are in your practitioner journey. You'll be welcomed to the Jane community by a real life support team passionate about helping you learn Jane to grow and manage your business. You can call, email, or chat with the Jane support team from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific time, Monday through Friday. Help is always included, unlimited, and there when you need it. I can speak to our experience at Vancouver Wellness Studio In using Jane for our clinic, and now two locations, their support team is 100% hands down the best we've ever experienced and have always been accessible to us when we need them. In addition to their phone, email, and chat support, Jane offers complimentary one-on-one phone consultations. This call is an opportunity to ensure your Jane account is customized to your preferences while also helping you with personalized training so you feel confident to start with Jane. If you're eager to see if Jane is the right fit for your practice, head to jane.app or email their team at support at jane.app. They'd love to hear from you. You can also mention the Wellness Center Creators Podcast at the time of sign up for a one-month grace period applied to your new Jane account. Let's get started with today's episode. Welcome back, everyone, to the wellness Center Creators Podcast. Today on the show, we have Jenna Galagani. Jenna has over 15 years of experience as a licensed mental health therapist. She's a certified brain spotting therapist and a master-level Reiki practitioner and teacher. It was through her work as a therapist that she began to realize there is more to this world than meets the eye. Her journey into the metaphysical world launched forward when she went blind in 2012. Losing her vision forced her to tap into this unseen aspect of our existence. Her energy work acted as a catalyst to help her develop her psychic and mediumistic abilities. She has studied a variety of energy modalities over the past decade and has been developing her mediumship over the past five years, including studying with international tutors to hone her abilities as a psychic medium. Jenna is passionate about helping individuals heal deepen their intuition, and bridge the gap between individuals and their loved ones. Welcome, Jenna. It's so great to have you. Yeah, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) So if we could start with, if you could please tell us, what is intuition?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So, I mean, on a common level, right, we often think about this as like our gut instinct, right? But there's so many pieces that go into intuition. It's not just our gut response. It can also come from our heart and from our mind. So I kind of look at the whole picture of that mind-heart-gut connection and what our intuition is um, on different levels, right? It can be what we're picking up from the environment that we don't know we're picking up that's giving us a knowing about something. Or it could be like in my case, you know, going a little bit further than just what's in the environment, but also what's in the energy. Um, And we now have a lot of studies and interesting things out there that's taught us that there is something to this energy. Um, There's actually machines that can pick up the change in our own energy field as we change our own emotions. So we, we have that now to support to understand how we could possibly have this kind of intuition about things. Um, a lot of people experience this very commonly, like thinking of somebody and then they call you that day, you know, like I haven't heard from you in five years, <laughs> right? So there, there's a lot of little ways we all experience this, but then um, when we hone it, we can definitely use it in, in more bigger ways.
0: So how does your personal intuition impact your business?
1: Yeah, so it's it's been an interesting journey and it's something that I didn't, realize was actually happening and until getting through the process and looking back and going, oh, now I can connect the dots and understand that. So my journey, you know, as a mental health professional, I many years ago had kind of briefly thought about owning a center, but I had no idea how I never did a business plan. I never looked into how do you do that? How do you make that happen? So I just kind of dropped it. Well, years later, I was in a position where, you know, I had a little office. in in my town. And I was working full time then at the hospital, seeing clients as well. And I was presented with an opportunity to join a wellness center. So I was like, okay, I'll do that. So I left my full time job with barely having any clients of my own (laughs) in my practice, took the leap of faith. And within three months, I was full. Um, I went from probably five clients to 20 clients a week. And honestly, I didn't do anything different. It it was me trusting that this was the right time, my knowing that this is where I needed to be. And when I took that leap, what I realized is I was hesitant about that jump to join that wellness center because something felt, something just felt off. There was a part of me that just felt like, I'm not sure if I can trust this situation, but nothing in the 3D world around me, nobody at the center was giving me any vibes like this wouldn't be a good decision. So I did it. Well, nine months after I left my job and started at the center, left my other office. So now this is my only place I was, I was practicing from. Nine months later, the owner of the building comes to all of us and says, I'm so sorry, guys, but I'm closing down. I'm selling the building. And I was like, oh, <laughs> this is why I couldn't trust it. You know, somehow I knew this was a temporary situation. And so I knew in that moment, that the building was going to sell within a month. And within two and a half months, we were going to have to be out of the building. And so when I, I mentioned this to the owner in passing, because you know she was also intuitive and, and did energy work, so I knew she would understand why I was sharing this. Her reaction was, oh, no, it, it took forever for this building to sell before. I think you'll have plenty of time to find an office. Well, I knew that I was right. <laughs> Not yeah. ego, just, just the knowing. I trusted my my intuition, so I jumped on it, and I was I was out there hitting the pavement looking for offices. Right, and I'm glad I did that because I ended up being right. The building sold within 30 days, and within two and a half months later, we had to be out. So
0: I'm glad I, I trusted that to find my next location. Wow. So you went blind in 2012. I wonder Mm -hmm. if you could share a bit more about that. We spoke a little bit in your bio, but how did Mm -hmm. that, how has that impacted your business, your life, everything, your approach to, to life and your work?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's definitely flipped things upside down for a while, of course. So I had partial vision before that. I was born with perfect sight. Um, When I was 10, I lost part of it. But with contact lenses, I could still see faces, I could still see colors and all that I could recognize one person from another. I could read, you know, with magnification devices, I was pretty, you know, pretty functional. So then in 2012, there was a, a two to three week period where my vision just started declining significantly and fast. And the doctors still to this day have no idea why. And I've been up and down the coast to specialists. Um, so they don't know why it, it disappeared. It didn't fit, you know, it didn't fit the protocol of my my vision issue. It wasn't typical to just lose it like that. So, so I did. So that led me, it flipped me into this journey of really getting into more holistic modalities and even Reiki. It was after that, that's when I, I dipped my toe into Reiki and I got trained in it. Not even knowing what it was, just knew this was something I had to do. Again, trusting that intuition. And when I took the class, it was like sort of that gateway experience. It just opened me up to energy and started realizing that there's something to this idea of being an empath, of feeling what other people feel, you know, those psychic abilities of just knowing, having that intuition started to come out because of Reiki and I started to see how it would play into my session. So having no vision now, right, and I'm meeting with clients, granted, what we do is talking. You can tell a lot from a voice, from a tone, from how someone's speaking, but I started to actually be able to tell body language without seeing the person. And I mm. I would test this, you know, I would go to my colleague and be like, okay, was this person sitting like this? You know, like I remember specifically I had um, a teenager that would slouch. And kind of put her hand like in her, like around her mouth, not in it, but around it. And and kind of have this like certain head tilt. And I mimicked it for my colleague. And I was like, is this what she's doing? And she's like, yeah, that's exactly what she's doing. Mm. You know, like another favorite was another teenager who used to roll her eyes at me. And so I finally (laughs) called her out on it. (laughs) She's like, wait, you can't see me. I'm like, your eyes are noisy. Stop rolling them at me. (laughs) She stopped. (laughs) So it's come in handy um, a lot in in those kind of ways. And it just started going deeper where it helped to give me guidance, you know, with my clients to be able to understand, oh, here's something I'm feeling from them. Let me ask them and be like, you know, I'm noticing this or I'm feeling this. Can you understand it? And they would say, yeah, actually. And it would take us down this really in-depth path um,
0: of healing. Mm, It's beautiful.
1: Hey, Wellness Center podcast listeners. This is Alex from the Jane Team. After the last few months of dropping into your podcast, I get the sense that you're wearing multiple hats in your practice. So I want to let you know that our team is here to help. You don't have to run your business alone. Our support team is available Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific time. You can reach out by email, phone, or live chat, and we'll be happy to walk through any questions you have, both big or small. Consider us an extension of your team as you grow and manage your practice. Come get to know us at jane.app. We love to chat, whether you're already a customer or just want to learn more. Don't forget, listeners can mention the podcast at the time of sign up for a one month grace period applied to your new Jane account. I'll talk to you soon.
0: I wonder if you could tell us a bit more about brain spotting and Reiki as practices. You know, what do they mean? How do you use them in your work?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Reiki, as I mentioned before, so that's an energy modality. Um, It was, uh, I'll say discovered, because I think the energy practice of Reiki has been around for a lot longer, but it's been discovered and given a name in the early 1920s by Yusui, who's a a Japanese individual. And what Reiki really is, it's the transfer of energy. So it's it's me being a, a conductor, right, being that pathway to pull energy from around us, move it into the person so that your energies can then help to be empowered with extra energy and, and create more balance and harmony. It's kind of like I like to describe if you have a glass of water and at the bottom of that glass of water, there's a little, a little bit of dirt or debris, right? So the body would be the metaphorical glass, the energy would be the water, and that dirt or debris would be, say, depression or anxiety or physical pain or whatever the person's going through, right? And as I pour more water into that glass, eventually there'll be so much water in that glass. It will loosen that dirt and debris up from the bottom and it will actually flow out, right? And so that's what we're doing. We're basically helping people raise their own vibration so their body can do what it naturally knows how to do. So that's the Reiki portion. That brain spotting, that actually comes from my psychology background. That is uh, something that, you know, counselors um, can get trained in themselves. It's amazing. Um, It's a neurobiological technique, technically. Um, And what it does is we're tapping into the brain in such a unique way that we have a much deeper ability to process, release, heal, and expand. And it's all about the eyes. So where we look changes the way we feel. And we've discovered that by looking different directions as we speak about something we've been through or we're feeling, connects to the limbic system in the brain, which is where we store all of that stuff, all those negative thoughts and belief patterns and all the memories that hold us back from moving forward. So it literally starts to rewire our brain in a way that allows us to think, feel, and act differently.
0: And how do you blend them in your work together, if you do, because I know, especially on the Wellness Center Creators Facebook group, we get questions often about blending modalities within one practitioner, as well as having a variety of modalities, you know, in a multidisciplinary team, which you also have. And I love I love this topic, because it touches on dual relationships, and it touches on ethics and boundaries. And so I'm curious if you can share with your listeners, you know, do you blend the modalities? And if so, how do you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So on the, the aspect of the modalities, so yes, I put Reiki brain spotting together. And like, if you go to my website, it's just called Reiki brain spotting <laughs> because okay. why change the names when they, they say what they need to? Um, and so what I'll do with people is they'll, um, if they're in person, um, they'll come and lay on the table. If they're virtual, then they'll just be comfortable at home, right? And usually I start the session kind of what I call a body scan. So that's like a little mini psychic reading to try to see, Where are the patterns? Because I've discovered that by doing that, it's kind of like my energetic version of our intake, right? It helps me quickly scan the person for what are the main topics. And as I'm bringing them up to the person, they're noticing their own inner reactions and they're giving me, you know, a yes, no, if they can confirm what I'm saying or if they can't, right? And usually it's, you know, there are things coming up that are patterns in their life. And from that, we can choose a topic. So whichever one creates the most activation is what we call it in brain spotting, but basically the most discomfort, that's where we're going to go. Because when we have that intense activation, that's connecting us more directly to the limbic system in the brain. So once we get that activation, then I set them up for the brain spotting. So they go into the brain spotting space and I with the Reiki will then follow them energetically throughout their body um so as they're feeling things in their body i move to that area or intuitively i may just know they need energy here and i'll move there same as i send it you know over uh, if i'm meeting with someone over zoom or the phone you know i do it through the distance as well and just kind of support them with that energy and and people have had some really amazing experiences with that combination
0: that's beautiful yeah thanks So what are you know, this is a very uh, niche way of practicing. And so I'm curious, the types of clients that you typically work with and some of the themes that you might see in your work.
1: Yeah, um, well, I definitely being a holistic center, you know, it's, you know, my name holistic awakening. So I definitely get people that are drawn to more of a holistic approach. Um, So you know, people who come to therapy, a lot of times, it's, you know, people who have tried a lot of other modalities and haven't had good luck. It's people who are looking to not go on medication. So they want something holistic, or they want to get off their medication. Now, I don't do anything with medication personally, obviously, but I can support them in ways that they can work with their practitioner to, you know, to come off of it, obviously. So I get a lot of people looking for those natural approaches and, and I definitely get a lot of spiritual individuals as well, especially with the Reiki brain spotting that, again, attracts a lot of people who have tried a lot of other modalities with no luck and um, a lot of spiritual individuals. So I, I do a lot of work with individuals who are psychic mediums as well, who are looking to enhance their own abilities or people just looking to connect to their own intuition, you know, really have more of that spiritual awakening experience.
0: Wonderful. I'm curious if you could share more about your wellness center and I think our listeners always appreciate just understanding like structurally and logistically how wellness centers in real life are set up and how providers are running them and managing them. And yeah, as much as you want to share about your center would, I think would be much appreciated.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So when I first opened the center in it was August, 2018. So that was right after, right? The other place had closed. So it was myself and I had a colleague who, who came with me from the other location. And so it was just the two of us for a while. So I started a, a rental based kind of model where my goal was like, let me get renters in there and we'll just share the expenses. They'll be their own entities. We we'll each do our own thing, but I'll just manage and oversee the top layer of everything. Right. And so I did that and it worked for a while. But what I started to discover is there was also sometimes not as much cohesiveness as I, I would like, right? Because everybody is their own entity. And so they have their freedom to do whatever they want. And and I, I certainly don't want to tell people what to do behind closed doors, like in their sessions, that's their, their specialty, you know, they know their, their modality and what works for them, but it was more just creating more of this unified approach. And so when I expanded to the the new side of the building and took over the whole building, I was still on this renter model base, but I was finding I was not getting renters. And that got me really thinking like, okay, I'm going to take this information from the universe that this is not how I'm meant to expand. And so I switched to an employee-based model. I just hired my uh, first clinical therapist, so he's now part of the team, and that also allowed me, I did go with the W-2, because I know that's a big topic, like W-2 or ICs. Mm-hmm. And I chose that because of my own experience with brain spotting, I want to be able to, you know, share that and actually train the, the people I hire to be able to offer that because I get so many requests for it, but I'm so full. I, I can't take new people on at this point, you know, mm-hmm. for for therapy. I'm really leaving more windows open for the, the Reiki brain spotting and the mediumship. So that's allowed me with that W-2 model to have more influence on, you know, what I'm asking of the individuals. And I made sure when I hired that the person I I brought on, as we talked, you know, in the interview about brain spotting, they were very excited about it. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I knew it would be a good fit. And um, yeah, he's he's loving it. So obviously, I want someone who it resonates with, too, because I wouldn't want someone to use it who doesn't feel right for them. But I felt like that model gave me more freedom to explore, to see if brain spotting would be a good fit for them. Whereas in IC, you have less of that um, consist- you know consistency and, mm-hmm. and
0: cohesiveness. Absolutely. And what you're speaking to is a hot topic. And it's really important in this world of wellness centers. And it's the quote, the exact quote, right? the renter model works for a while and it does. Yes, it does. Yeah. Uh, it worked for us for a while. Every client I work with, it works for a while. If they're going that direction and, at the end of the day, if the goal is to be more cohesive and collaborative, and the piece you spoke to about mentorship and guidance, right? Because there is something in our field of mental health in particular, and in the other wellness modalities and healthcare modalities where a lot we do value being able to pass along skill sets and education to newer providers. And to be able to have be in a position where you can give that guidance and and the teaching and mentorship, and that's really only uh, doable in a W two employee model. So I want to congratulate you on making that expansion and that shift, and I'm glad things are going well so far.
1: Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been quite the journey. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, Jenna, it was so lovely to chat with you today. I'm sure our listeners learned a lot and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you have some people reaching out to you. So um, if people do want to connect with you, where can they find you?
1: Um, So holisticawakenings.com is the website. Um, And then I'm on Facebook as well as Holistic Awakenings. So they can can get to me there. My email and phone number will be located on both those places.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having
0: me. Thanks so much for listening to the Wellness Center Creators podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please visit our website at wellnesscentercreators.com for more show notes and additional episodes. By the way, I love hearing from listeners. Please send me an email at Kendall, K-E-N, d-a-l-l at wellnesscentercreators.com with your feedback and if you send me a question maybe I'll read it on the show anonymously of course thanks so much again for listening and we'll catch you next time on the wellness center creators podcast